my resolution. Now, this here's the thing about me. I'm going to start running five miles every day. <clears throat> All right. And then I will click and Clicking. I will do the thing. I don't see the button. Is there a button? <laughs> I move the mouse. All right, and now we're streaming. I, I click, and then click. I will make the tweet happen. Clicking back hmm. to women. Oh, man, why do you have to be so normative? You're Normandy. Normandy. <laughs> Life's a beach. Is this a show? Mm, I think this is absolutely what people tune in for: is us setting the knobs, controlling the controls. Um. You know, past is prologue. So, what mm. is past is prologue? What is past is prologue. I've heard this. Mm -hmm. I've read. Mm -hmm. I wrote. I read that. I wrote it down and I read it. I was informed that this is the year when Days of Future Past happened. I didn't realize that. The Age of Aquarius, if you will. Mm hmm. It's when that Moody Blues record came out. Hmm. So I've been getting. Hmm. I've been getting into this other thing you do. Can yeah. I talk about that here or no? That you know, if you're going to fake enthusiasm for something, I I didn't say I would know. That's not fake enthusiasm. I know. I'm sure I have a pretty good idea what you did. You sat down. You scrubbed a little. Nope. You never do that. I never do that. I never do that. You're a scrubber. You're a scrubber, but you're a scrubber. Did not do that. 2X? Would never do it. 2X would never do it. 3X? Never I, do it. I, quarter X? I can understand why our listeners believe that each of our shows is heavily scripted or retroscripted in some cases and, uh, and why they would think that we would, but this is the first time we've had this discussion and I think it would be awkward to have it here. I mean, we can have it if you want. No, that's cool. Whatever you want. It's your show. So whatever. No, it's actually, it's your show, but I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. So you listen to an episode. More than one episode, multiple episodes, more than but I don't, episode. I, I will only reveal that episode 21 is where I started. I okay. will not tell you what other ones I have or Dan is referring heard. to uh, another program that I'm involved with. The one that, with, uh, not the one with Adam. It's the one with my friend, the Yeti. <laughs> um, I'm getting, episode, I'm starting to get, I don't want you to spoil it for me because I want to. No, no, no. See what episode 21 is. Oh, that's a classic. Dead Rubber Girl in Wait, My Closet. That's where you told me to start with. You said start well, with that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it is. It's like everything with life. You know, it's hard to say which uh, chapter to uh, start with. Are you okay there? Is everything all right? I'm just getting organized. Yeah. What do you? What is that? What? What just fell down? Uh, this. This is the uh, pyramid peppermints. 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 Pepper. You have any pepper? I've got uh, peppermints. I got some uh, Tylenol. Tylenol. Tylenol PM. Your best friend. You know what I like? So you know what? Like I, listen. Benadryl. I like Benadryl. Can I address last week's show? Yeah, please go ahead, Colin. Okay. We, we did calls last week. Yeah. And it just, I, I don't want to get into details. There was just not a good day for me. And apparently everybody was worried about, about me or angry at me or whatever. So I would just like to apologize that I was not up to oh. scratch or snuff, as you would say. Hmm. Uh, for that for that show on that uh, day, I apologize, but I thought I thought it didn't matter because the callers were so good and you handled them so well. And uh, uh, th uh, so many people have described that episode as a sausage fest. Also, well, I saw one person say that. No, I've seen a lot. I mean, you don't read the emails. Well, but we took the calls that people made. Well, anyway. I mean, though, you had prearranged for those people to call clearly. Well, I'd prearrange for those men to call, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not an idiot. 
Most women don't know, uh, shouldn't use phones. The women love this show, though. I mean, the women love it. Anytime I talk to, to uh, if I ever hear someone, a woman, say that they listen, I say, oh, uh, back to work, right? It's, and they're like, yeah, how did you know that? I say, well, the well, women, I mean, the so women love Merlin. That, they it's so love bizarre Merlin. to even have to say that. Or to, to, I'm sorry, You're people, bizarre. I, I don't want to say I'm sorry. I think it's weird. I'm not sorry. I think it's weird that people think that. If you want to be on the show, call. We took as many calls as we can. Right. Um, but no, I mean, there's, there's, there's lots of... Uh, Lots of uh, people of all, uh, all different uh, configurations that, that listen to the program. Right. We don't make yeah. judge. We don't pass judgment. But I mean, I, I feel asinine having to even address this. But I don't think there was ever any intention of not letting ladies be on the air. Was that? Well, was I mean, the, I made sure none got through. But yeah. Other than that, no. Well, it can be bad for the uterus for a lady to use a phone. You know, you should keep away from all kinds of electromagnetic fields. Radiation. And, Radiation. Um, I mean, you saw it happen in Jean Grey. It's, you know what? It's just I have to be honest with you. That's it's something that's always top top. You should, they should probably they should stay in your textiles. Um, baking powder. Baking soda. This is a joke. Um, you know what? Okay, so first You're of all, a joke. it's nice <laughs> of you to say that. You um, it, you seemed so much. I would never say this unless you'd said something. So I'm going to say something. Go ahead, Carl. You seemed, thank you, uh, first time, uh, nothing. You seem so much not like yourself that I figured you were having a very, very, very bad day. It was a bad day. And, and you know what? Sometimes even, even, even amazing, you know, DJs like me have a bad day sometimes. Even an amazing DJ like you can have a bad day sometimes. That's true. Yeah. Who said that? I think that was uh, Chaucer. It's uh, John Peel when he's on the BBC. <laughs> that who I'm thinking of? I think of John Chaucer. Who's the one? And John Milton is the guy from that movie. I think you're thinking of Milton Bradley, the toy people. I think you're thinking of Milton Burl. I think you're thinking of John Milton from Devil's Advocate. Huh. Yeah. And he's the one that it uh, just justifies the ways of the BBC to man. <laughs> hmm. Um, wow. <laughs> just jump straight into the controversy, huh? Yeah. Well, no. Um, well, um, if there are uh, thoughts that people have on how we can do something better, you can always email Dan. Uh, right. I, uh, so, so thank you for saying that. I, uh, it's funny, you know, um, one of my notes here today was to maybe talk about loyalty. We were talking about, uh, with our friend, uh, Roberto from, uh, Atlanta last week about loyalty, which I think is an interesting idea. And you know, that's what loyalty is though, is you go like, you don't go like, Oh, we had this one weird thing happen that I didn't completely understand. So therefore everything is bad. Like that's, you know, it's, yeah, it's part of the black and white, black and white thinking that people have, you know? And I just figured you had a bad day. But with all, thank you for saying that. All of that said, I, I'm, um, I need to get better at doing call-in type things, and I certainly don't want to do it all the time. But uh, I, I think it went pretty well. People seemed to like it. It went very uh, well. Yeah. It was nice to talk to people. And as you sort of alluded to, it's, um, you know, you get email, you get toots, and that, that, those are great. But it is nice to be able to, um, what is it, synchronously? Synchronously? What is it a Hayes modem does? Synergy. You, okay. When, if you can synergize with people in real time, if you can, if you can generate uh, synergism um, on an as-needed basis, uh, I like that a lot. And I thought, I thought there were some, there's some good callers, good stuff. Um, so thanks for doing that. I, and I, I, not, not to go even deeper, penetrate deeper inside baseball, but part of it also is your call setup is, is still kind of wonky and uh, handmade, right? It's kind um, of a pain, but can't kind of pan the butt to use. Well, it's we after the show, of course, it's, you know, immediately following the show, every all issues were resolved. But basically, we have a, a screening system now where it it's 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 a weird 
it's a weird thing because like professional call-in systems like they would have in a radio station, they're all designed to use phone lines and they're designed to use banks and banks and banks of phone lines so that you, if, if you want four callers or 10 lines, you actually have to have 10 separate phone lines. So what, what we did is we built a custom voice over IP based solution that allows you to have, you know, as many lines as necessary, really. They're coming in, they have a little hold queue, there's a web interface to control it. And uh, what we didn't really have was the kind of screening that I really wanted and uh, that would allow it to go. Anyway, we have that now. Uh, so it is a little bit better the next time around that we want to do it. It should be a little bit easier to call quality, though. That's sketchy because obviously voice over IP, as we all know, is is less than ideal. The Internet bandwidth here at this temporary office is not the best. It's all right. And then, of course, when people are calling in, they're calling from their own cell phones. And so it's like the combination of cell phone plus voice over IP plus Skype bridge. Uh, yeah, if they're, if they're at Bennigan's uh, eating a sourdough slammer, it's going to be a little bit cacophonous. <laughs> That's also true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about the calling stuff. I think it's a good idea. I think it's a good you know, idea. It's maybe different, maybe different do, it, do it once every... Uh, you know, a few episodes, well, once no, a I month, think, once a quarter. I think the program went very well. I mean, it, it, it's a really a different kind of a program. This we should. This is an offline call, probably. It's a different kind of program to do that regularly. But I think maybe quarterly we could do it. Yeah, do it once, once per quarter, one Q. One mm-hmm. Q, then do it at two Q. Then you can one do Q, it at one three Q. One Q is good for doing a lot of things. I think one Q is a good amount of time. I, uh, I think it's a good, it's good. It's good. Um. So what do we have? So thank you for saying it. And thank, thank you to everybody who... Um, who called in or tried to call in. We had limited time. Yeah, not to jump too far ahead of the nonsense at the beginning of the show, but two ideas I had today. Yeah, talk about loyalty. The other one was to um, answer some of the uh, Twitter toots that people sent uh, mm-hmm. last week didn't get answered. So maybe if we have a little time, I'll answer some of those because they're pretty great. Good um, but we have some other uh, pre-follow-up first. Uh, so we had the Colin show. Also, we did our, I want to mention to people because we talked about it so much. I'm not going to talk a lot about comics, but we did our uh, big saga episode of uh, the comic shop shack with uh, Moises. Moises Tuyon. I am Moises Tuyon. And that was, uh, we got three of, I think, probably the best callers that have ever called a show. Yeah, yeah, talked, really good about, calls on that one. Yeah, yeah. And you were screening the calls, which allowed you to weasel out of having to talk about Saga, which I thought was pretty smart in a now, couple ways. See, I was, when I was doing the call screening, I did it the, you know, the post back to work call screening setup. I thought it worked pretty well. Well, you, you also, you vetted them. You got some really smart people. I'm still trying to figure out who Christina from Palo Alto is. Cause I, I not really, real. I, really, I mean, clearly not a real person. Yeah. I want to, want to follow her on the Twitter, but she's being unresponsive. Huh. So huh. Hmm. Huh. Uh, I've got two addresses for her and neither of them check out so far. I mean, you've been, just, you've been driving around a lot, I guess. Well, I'm, you know, not made out of time. I watch her mail. <laughs> so I don't know if it's K or a C. I'm just, uh, uh, people really are still responding to the getting things done episode also. Oh, yeah. Or episodes. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm starting to think that it might be useful to talk about real stuff on the show sometimes. Sometimes. I don't want to go nuts. Maybe quarterly. Yeah. One Q, no. you do Q1, Q, you, you do, do two this, Q. Two Q, you can come back around. You don't want to get two Q, T. But um, the uh, that was, yeah, great responses from that. But no, I just want to mention, the, put it in show notes, you can go and listen to the uh, discussion of, uh, of Saga. And uh, much to my uh, peril or chagrin, I learned about a whole bunch of new titles. So now I, I am voraciously reading Why the Last Man. Have you ever read that? Yeah, I actually, uh, that is a very classic thing. And it was a heavy inspiration for the folks who, uh, Damon Lindelof especially, who, who created Lost. So right. if you're a Lost and fan. Brian K. Vaughn worked on Lost at some point, right? I 
think I think so. I think so. Anyway, yeah, it's a great series. It's dated. It's, it's, it feels really dated to me because I actually picked it up again to start rereading it again, and it feels really dated to me. But it doesn't nine eleven y. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. You know, it's funny. There, there are a lot of comics. We're not going to talk about comics, but um, I'll, I'll, there are a lot of comics that have been recommended to me by people who have uh, where it made a huge impression on them. And two, the actually two, the, the John Hodgman made me read the uh, Watchmen. And uh, the Dark Knight from the eighties, right? Yeah, that's like when the classic Dark Knight came yeah, out. The Dark Knight Returns, Frank Miller. Yeah, both of which are. What do you say? I they mean, they're feel dynamite. dated, but they're timeless. Well, see, here's the thing: both of which I think are dynamite. I've read all the all, all of Watchmen, but I haven't read all the Dark Knight one. But Dark Knight, yeah, I, I guess it shows its age a little bit. Nothing like the early nineties X Men. Let's be honest. Oh God! Um, <laughs> it's the, everybody. Everybody Worst. looks like they're trying out for Penthouse, like not in a good way. And, uh, but, but in, in, I gotta say with too. Watchmen, it, it, it seems to exist in its own time, you know, I guess, you know, when you, when I hear people say something is dated, you know, a lot of times there's so many things, uh, you'll get to this on Roderick on the line. There's so many things over the last, you know, 60 years that are so, um, unintentionally colored by, uh, the cold war and about the fear of nuclear annihilation. And I mean, you know, people who aren't in their 40s won't remember this, but that was like, it was a very, it was a constant, real and present thing. There was a certain feeling that this could all go away at any time. It was, it was, you know, and so reading something like Watchmen, which is obviously heavily um, affected by that, I guess it could feel data, but I think it, I think it works, you know, I think it works pretty well. I mean, I mean it's a good, it's a great story. And the characters that about are Captain great. America, like, oh, you know, World War II was a pretty long time ago. I mean... I don't know. But, um, but you know, you know, it's weird. I guess all I was going to say was that I don't, maybe because I'm relatively new to comics or I'm not particularly discerning, like I don't, I don't feel um, uh, like that spoils it for me. And uh, last thing on the, on uh, Why the Last Man, I, I get why so many people love this thing. I mean, it's really, really good and so well done. And the thing that one of the callers last week said was the first caller, but on the Saga show was saying, um, is that he's so great at taking like real facts in the world, Brian K. Vaughan, and introducing it into the story. And I didn't quite understand it because, you know, I was only familiar with Saga, but now I get it. This idea that, well, you know, if all, I don't think it's a huge spoiler, if, if all of the men on earth died, that would mean that in Congress, you know, one party would have a lot more women yeah. <laughs> alive than the other. Yeah. It's not like a political statement, but it's like, oh, God, that's so clever. Like, you really thought these kinds of things out. Like, the reason all the planes fell out of the sky is because most of the pilots were mid. It's right. like, oh, it's so brilliant. But anyway, um, I, I got a lot of good stuff from that. I picked up that, um, the, uh, is it, uh, not, me, not Metropolitan. Um, uh, Macross. Ex, ex Machina? I'm, I'm confused. Oh, right. Yes. That looks like a lot of work to get into. That looks like a lot of books. No, I've never read that. Yeah. Anyway, comics are fun. You guys should check it out. And you got the babies now too. You got. I sent you the babies. Oh my god, Dan Benjamin. Oh. Do you my like god. the babies? Guys, guys, guys. What is it? It was fun finding these for you. Sourcing Dan them. Sent me a care package. Oh my god. First of all, that Squarespace thing you sent is that from a really long time ago? Yes, that was the one that they, that they said they were going to send you a replacement one, and I guess they didn't. So I I figured our neighbors ran over it or uh, sold it for weed. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, they they certainly wouldn't remember. Right. Uh, and so uh, I got, first of all, thank you to Ryan and everybody from Squarespace sent me a care about. You sent me 
You sent me some baby covers. You Babies. sent me some Scotty Youngs. Mm-hmm. You sent me, uh, you sent me the Avengers on the refrigerator, which is glorious. Mm-hmm. Um, you sent me um, the. I'm trying to uh, cable one. Your favorite. I'll jump straight to the. You sent me baby cable, baby cable. And what was the other one? The other one was. Um, uh, shoot, now I'm spacing on it. But it was so great. We opened it up, and they're all they're bagged, and they're boarded, mm-hmm. and the, they still have the, the price tag on them, so, so I know what they cost. Yeah. Well, sorry about that. It's all in my database. Okay. I've got a, it's it's noted in my database. If you go, well, you can't see it online because it's private, but right. but it's noted that you gave them to me. Okay. Yeah. Have you, you 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 do you follow my database? No, I am not not a subscriber. Hmm. I'll put in show notes. Okay. Anyway, uh, I'm not going to talk about comics. So, uh, good week? Yes, this has been a good week. It's been a, a, better, a better week. Well, anything would have been, would be a better week. But yes, it's not only a better week, also a good week. Dan Benjamin, the holidays are hard on you. Not really excited about this new David Bowie album. Just want to mention that. But yeah, the holidays can be hit or miss. Hmm. My, mo- my mom is moving to Austin. This direction. Hold on. Hang on. What's the opposite of a thing? Can you do this so it plays backwards? Um, wow, that's big news. Yeah. Huh. When did you find that out? Well, I mean, she'd been talking about it forever. And uh, then finally she, you know, had a, made a trip out here with the main purpose being find a place. It's a reconnaissance mission. Yeah. And she did find a place, which is so shocking and uh, unbelievable to me. See, we always talk about kids. We should talk about parents at some point. Mm. That would be a whole show. Yeah. Uh, but she uh, she found a place. Like, I, I I was, there's no, you know, I was talking to my wife. There's no way she's going to find a place. She's never going to find a place that she likes. Look what you went through. Oh, forget what I went through. I mean, it, this is, you think I'm uh, picky. Forget about it. Mm. But uh, that, she did. She found a place and it's about. like, it's like five minutes uh, or 10 minutes away, which you would think would be a bad thing, but in, in the, it's fine with her. Like, you know, that sounds you, like a Scarlet Witch thing. That, that, that's real weird. You're man. thinking of Scarlet Letter. No, I think it's like a Scarlet Johansson. I know I am. So five minutes away is ten. really not, that's not very, 10, 10 minutes. 10 minutes is not a lot of minutes, Dan. No, but it's, it's fine because we need her to help out with all these kids that keep showing up. We have two now. That's right. You got the second one. Yeah. It's a lot of work, Dan. She's great, though. MJ is the best. We're talking about Mary Jane? Well, that's not what the MJ stand, stands for, but yes. Okay. Oh, oh you're, talking, you're, you're talking initials. Well, those are, we, I call her MJ. That's what I named oh, her. Oh, that's so sweet. Let's you didn't know tiger. that? Here's a tiger. You hit the jackpot. I wanted to name... Well, here's how this went down. The, my first uh, born is Joel. And I love that name. It's a great name. The initial J is from both of our families, so it worked out really well. But I wanted to name him Cash. Right. And she and this said... Was, this was a point of contention. Yeah, she said no. And I said, then we're not, we're not going to have a kid. And she said, well, I'm eight months pregnant. I said, okay, we'll fine. We'll have him, but he should be named Cash. And she said no. I said, what about she the middle... She shouldn't be able to leverage that in that way with you. That's a little bit passive aggressive. Yeah. And I, I said, well... Look at me, <clears> I'm pregnant, and now we need a name. What about the middle name Cash? Uh, she said no. She said, but if we have a second one, you can name the second one. And I said, well, now I'll make sure it's a boy then. And she says, well, I really want a girl for the second one. Here we go. And of course, of course, she wins that too. So it's a girl. Man. Uh, which, by the way, girls are, are great. I was really thinking, uh, you know, like I knew other uh, guys that had 
daughters, and they're like, oh, daughters are the best. I'm like, I did. I really don't want to play Barbie. And then you, you're playing dolls. You're playing all this. It doesn't matter. You have fun. But girls like the women great. that they will become, girls really are better. They really are. They're better. They're better than us in pretty so much many everywhere. everywhere. And the, the little ones are very much preferred. Oh man, she's so she's so great. But I said, all right. Well, I want to name her MJ then. So we just had to come up with a. Yeah, we didn't uh, want it to be Mary uh, you, Jane. You Stallman acronym. That is good. Yeah. And is it is it the is it the MJ? I mean, was that in from Spider Man? Oh, yes. Okay, fine. Oh my god, I love it because you know, calling her calling her Gwen might be kind of. I didn't want to jinx that. Yeah. Oh my god, that's awesome, Dan. Yeah. So she's great, uh, but you know, so any help we can get with these kids is fine. So, so. are you going to get you're going to get some uh, some assistance now? Oh yeah. That's terrific. I mean, if she wants anyone to make sure sprinklers are working or whatever, yeah, she, yeah, she's going to be helping out. Mm-hmm. And how often will you have to like eat eat together and stuff? Oh, I hope not much. Your mom paleo. <laughs> I heard your mom's paleo. Yeah, is that what you heard? <laughs> she's like the opposite of paleo. <laughs> whatever that is, it's, she's the opposite of that. She found a beautiful home ten minutes from our house that's made of bread. <laughs> She lives, she lives in a sourdough bowl. <laughs> yeah, basically. But it's, yeah, it'll be nice. So, but then there's that. So that was also going. <laughs> wow, Dan, that's exciting. Yeah, though. big news, big news. Cut, cut all of this out, but when... Um, no, I'm not cutting this out. Okay. Um, when will all of these uh, these fatal sharp-toothed wheels be in motion? Oh, they're already started. There's already... Well, she's, has she started. signed a lease? Yeah, she bought a house. What the F? How the deuce do you come up with something like that? I don't know. Let's cover it in After Dark because I got to tell you, something about this is not adding up. None of it adds up. You got a serious Scarlet Witch situation going on here. Something, you're you're seeing something that's not really happening here. I think you're getting buffaloed. I think you got a hex spell on you, my friend. (laughs) Have you checked for hexes? Have you rolled against hex spells? I don't. I don't respond to that. Okay. I'll roll for you. I do not negotiate with hex spells. The culper ring. Um, hmm. You keep going. You want to do a sponsor or something? Hey, I don't why don't you tell me about uh, something you like? Is we, this what we, people uh, tune in? You know, I got to be honest with you, Dan. I honestly cannot tell what people tune in for anymore. It's the comics. Yeah, I got. I got to figure out something to do with the with the with the comic stuff. I got. That's got to go somewhere. That has to go somewhere. I mean, you know what the world needs is another comics podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why don't you just run Comic Shack? Give you Comic Shack that can be yours. I mean, that's a that's a five by five owned show. There's Moises well, thinks he runs it, but we'll it's have yours. To fight um, Moises and no. Jim shirtless for that. No, we'll it's you, it's yours if you show. want it. Okay. I mean, it's my it's it's a show that I I you know I I started as a five by five thing, and there are different hosts, just like the Tonight Show's had different hosts. If you want the show, Moises is. I mean, you're, he's, you're telling me the hosts serve at your pleasure, at my discretion. At your discretion. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would not mind taking that guy down a peg, so I'm going to take it under advisement. All right. I mean, you consider. It's your show if you want. Okay. I, I could use another show. Um, tell me about something you like. Are you going to tell me about this, uh, this new thing? This is a new one, Frank and Oak. I kind of want to hear about this. I checked it out, and I, I want to learn more about this because right. I, I think this might be my, my only hope. This is a whole <laughs> – based on the pictures I've seen, you do need some help. <laughs> There's two parts to the help. Sartorially. Uh, yes. I mean, I know you're keeping those jeans in the hopes that they will eventually come back in style, but you're going to have to wait a long time. My bells are roomy. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. is <laughs> B, yes, B, you will have to get some serious tongs 
to get the clothes, quote unquote, unquote, out of my house that I've been wearing, right. which are like the kind of things that you put in a manila envelope when you arrest somebody. And but like, <laughs> A, those have to be replaced by something um, uh, a little more palatable, uh, you know, from a clothing. <clears throat> st- so tell me about these guys. This Frank and Oak is the name of these folks. And they are a, uh, Montreal. a um, men's online clothing store. And the whole reason that these guys exist is to make shopping easy. And here's what they do. They have, first of all, it's stylish clothes. You can't go wrong. This is the kind of thing. I was just thinking about this the other day. You know, it's possible to go into a, into a store uh, and, and, and if it's not the right store, you could wind up with the wrong kind of thing. But these guys, they're going to make sure that the only stuff that you can't go wrong with the stuff that they have. You can't go wrong with it. Because first of all, almost everything they have is under 50 bucks. But here's the thing. It's membership-based. You sign up. It's free to sign up. It's simple. You join it's like, there. It's subscription clothes. Yeah, basically. It's like they have a VIP program. It's called the Hunt Club. You show up and you get free shipping both ways. Hmm. You get 10% back in store credit for every purchase that you make. And you get a free uh, at-home try-on, which means you can try the stuff on uh, that you order, but technically before you purchase it, right? And they have a special URL just for for us, Frank and Oak dot com slash back to work they have a discount code back to work 10 uh you use that at checkout sign up and you get 10 percent off your first purchase it's really easy there's no risk you know it's it's i don't compare them to someone else in the sense no. of but like i think zappos was, were the folks that came out that said we're going to make it easy so, because you know what you're going to get something you may you may try on a pair of shoes and you may not like them we don't want you shouldn't be penalized for that and well, that's, I, that's I, the way these um, guys I don't work. I about other people either, but this is how I get my razors. Right. I, I, I use a company that sends me razors every month, and then I mostly don't use them. But I'm stockpiling them uh, in case I ever have to shave really extra hard. But oh, no, right. but I like that service a lot. And so you're telling me I sign up for this. It's what the Columbia House of Pants, and, <laughs> and things just start coming to my house, and I've got clothes that aren't old right. on a regular basis. That's right. And they keep you in style. You don't have to worry about, can, I tell them, can I tell them my sizes? Will they fit me probably when they yeah, arrive? all of that works. Hmm. They make it all work, and then you try it on, you, you like it, you connect, it's free shipping either way, and they have a little special page where they have the little Merlin back-to-work face up there. Everything's happy. And that's actually, a, if you go to frankenoak.com slash back-to-work, that's a picture of you dressed in the Frankenoak clothing there. Uh, that's you, right? Well, they've... they've, uh, they've photoshopped in as they say not, not i don't want to do a brand they've um uh, uh image stored oh the, right uh, <laughs> uh, no, here's the thing dan i i, I need this I, no I you have, trust more than anybody you need no this. no and i don't i don't i don't want to uh i don't want to you know done them but uh <laughs> I, i'll pay for this myself like a gentleman now what do they take franks up there you know what you don't want to get the quebecois mad no Mm-hmm. You ever you ever heard that guy English when he's had a couple drinks in him? You do not want to mess with that guy. He's a he's a, an angry angry Canadian. I think it's pronounced Guy. Guy. Guy English. Guy. But, but here's the funny part: is no one in Canada, especially in Quebec, no one is allowed to say his last name. They have to actually say Guy Francois. <laughs> but if you if you if you want to say Guy English, it has to be in uh, the same size or smaller letters below Francois. Okay. Well, anyway, so go check this out, frankandoak.com slash You know, we're shucking and jiving, Dan, but I'm, I'm kind of serious. Coolest monthly I, I think I actually wanted to spend my money on this because you get clothes where you look like a gentleman. They fit. I, I you do need stand. you do. I'm being totally honest with it. I mean yeah. this only in a, the nicest and least condescending way possible. You do need Thank some you. help. 
Yeah, I do. I have uh, now six pairs. My my uh, my lady's uh, uh, get my wool mine gave me uh, your lady friend or your special lady. No, my 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 collective wool mine is one with a Y. Gave me um, some. All I wear is five hundred ones. I have now have six pairs of five hundred ones. Okay, two of which don't have holes in them, and I'm rotating them. And you know how I am with five hundred ones. I wear them. I wear them all the time for six months. That's how you do, right? Like one. But I'm you mean here, I'm seeing, one pair you keep wearing over and over. Well, of course, it's don't they them. get baggy on you? No, they don't get baggy. You, you get into hot water in the bathtub; they shrink right up. And then you sleep <laughs> in them. You sleep in them. I sleep in them. But anyway, uh, so this is uh, frankandoak.com/slash back to work. Is that the URL? Correct. All right, I'll do this today. And the code uh, that you want to use is back to work ten. Can I use that too? Mm-hmm. Okay. Boy, if, if they could also send me something that would make me look a little more like these guys, I'd be kind of into that. Do you think I'd look good looking like one of these guys? Yeah, you have a nice shape. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, the texture. I mean, nowadays, not in those, ooh, the old picture. <laughs> None of these guys have uh, crappy mustaches. Mm-mm. Anyway, uh, so frankenoak.com slash back to work in the code. One last time. Back to work 10. Back to work 10. Okay, so our thanks to, uh, 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 I don't really speak French. Uh, our thanks to Frank and Oak for supporting 5 by 5 eat back to work. Mm-hmm. At, at, at back to work. <laughs> you switched to Spanish for a minute there. Uh, maybe in sewer. Et to Frank and Oak. Uh, hmm. I think I might need to lay down. I got up at a, I had, I had a good night's sleep. I read a whole, I read, uh, I read a whole bunch of Why the Last Man and, uh, and I watched uh, four episodes of Portlandia and I went to bed like a gentleman. You ever watched that Portlandia? I have been shown, I've been shown clips oh, of oh Portlandia. my goodness me. See, this is one of those things that's like people going, oh my gosh, the Beatles are good. Where you're like, okay, <laughs> hi. But man, I, I'd watched the show before, but now I'm, I'm intensely into this show. It's uh, it's really. Did you watch? Uh, is that a made for YouTube show or something? Like you can only watch it on YouTube. I think it started. They what was the thing they used to do? Not Giant Ant. They used to do uh, the two of them. Um, used to do a thing. Oh, Ant Ant Man, Ant Man and the Crow. I think you're thinking of he became Giant Man after like two issues. Mm, the Wasp. Also, there's a new one now. The new the new uh, Giant Man is is named Scott. F Scott. Fitzgerald. No, you're, thinking, no, you're thinking of FF. They're going to be gone for four minutes. I'm not going to talk about <laughs> comics. Four minutes. I don't think they're going to be gone for four minutes, Dan. Mm. Superiors this week, by the way, just saying. And 47 Ronin, you got to get into that. Okay, listen. I, I literally, I'm writing this on a card. I want you to write this on a card. I'm literally writing this down. I heard there's going to be short supplies. I don't know if that's, I heard there's going to be some of, short supplies on, um, uh, I heard Uncanny X-Men 1 is going to be in pretty short supply. And I heard that, uh, I heard the Spider-Man might be kind of hard to get. I don't know if that's true. Not here in Austin. Austin Books and Comics. Yeah. Diamond Distributors. Save that. Okay, so, so anyway, I want to talk uh, AS. Could you write down uh, six characters? Uh, seven if you include a space. ASM space 700. Okay? For After Dark? Okay. <sighs> Man, I need some nicer pants. Look at that, a belt. A belt that fits. All my belts are too big or too small. Let's move on. This is not what people tune in for. You want to get a belt that's uh, two sizes, you know, so if you wear a 30 waist, you want to get a belt that's at least can a 32. I, can I tell you about a bee in my bonnet, Dan Benjamin? Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's the thing. Belt sizes are a lie and super duper frustrating because if you know what your waist size is, right, even if you're a big fat liar or a slender liar, you know what your waist size is. If you go in and buy the belt that is the size for no, your waist. No, that's what I'm saying. You get to go bigger. This well, is a known thing. That's monkey ball. This what is a known thing. Well, it's known now. 
<laughs> if you you know don't want to walk around looking like Robert Earl Hughes with your last right. If you wear a thirty-two waist, you can't wear a thirty-two belt. That's what the people with the size thirty are going to wear. You, you want to wear a, a, at least the two steps, at least a thirty-two, if not a thirty-four. You're gonna try on the belt. 30. You gotta try it on with yeah. You can't order a, you can't order a belt and expect it to work. I, I don't want to live in a world where we have to try on belts. You know, I think about where that's been. It's touched so many pants. Not necessarily. Yeah. Not if you pull the third one from the back. I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. I actually, that is one where I, I, I bend my own rule. As you know, Dan, we both tend to pick a third of something. Uh, I will go to the second to the last. Don't pick the last. No. Don't Never the last. last. Last is jinxed. No, the last is where somebody tried to hide that one. Yeah. We should come back to Howard Hughes at some point. That's the, the, I, most, I, the most untrustworthy thing is the thing in the back. We should talk to people about, about the systems for how we cope. Because I think we can oh, help yeah. a lot of people. We got a lot. Of, I'm, not, I'm not talking about naming text files, you know. I'm not talking about how I use day one. I'm talking about how to not get contagion onto your dingus <laughs> or from your dingus. It's a two way street, like love. Right. <sighs> I had two ideas for today, um, uh, and and I'll leave it up to you to pick or or to to nix them, to belt them. Um, we uh, some people were nice enough uh, last week when I we talked about the Colin show. Were nice enough to toot us some questions for the show. Uh, if you're not sick of questions, we could talk a little bit about those questions. The other one, which I, I think I don't know, I'm kind of leaning toward, is uh, uh, Roberto de uh, Atlanta. Uh, our friend Roberto, oh, the yeah. Marine from Atlanta, talked about loyalty, and you seemed interested in loyalty. And um, a couple people, well, I think it's, I think loyalty is a great a great topic. A really been, great topic. A big I, one. I, a big I, I one. After my fourth Portlandia and a quart of ice cream, I literally went to bed with loyalty on my mind and my mind on my loyalty. And then I woke up this morning and I was thinking about loyalty. Did you know you can solve problems that way? You know, about by like sleeping on them, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't have any kind of uh, physiological basis for this, but in my experience, it's kind of true. If you, if you basically say to yourself, it's a, sort of like you, you try to remember something and you go, I got to remember this. And you say, if you say to yourself, you know what, I can't remember this right now, but I will remember it later. And, and mindfully tell yourself and just stop, stop thinking about it. Usually within about 20 seconds, you'll think of what that thing was. Cause you're not, you're, you're giving your brain permission to remember it. Did That's it interesting. Your brain does a lot of its problem solving and figuring out when you're sleeping. This is one of the reasons we need to sleep. So if you tell yourself, hmm, I would like to consider the topic of loyalty over the next couple of days. And I, I really think you can kind of pop that little card into the, uh, into the system and, and it works. So yeah, that's actually, fascinating because in one of the... Um, does, that, does that seem true? Does that seem like BS? Well, no, I think it is true. And I remember one of my meditation teachers used to say that, you know, if you're struggling with something... Obviously, the point of your meditation isn't to like try and focus on that during the meditation, but he would say, kind of uh, say to yourself, you know, before you, you sit down that I would like some insight into this. And it's not thinking about it actively. It's just like you're saying it. It's, it's not thinking about it. It's putting it in the back of your mind in a way and saying, it'd be great to, to get some insight into this problem I'm working on. And, and I bring in, up, in the meditation, maybe that I bring comes up out. an even more interesting topic that we can touch on briefly. I, I, I agree with you. I mean, but this, this gets us into a million things around stuff like stress and around um, just You're the, just a the, guy sitting in a room, Merlin. Just a guy in a room. Yeah. Yeah. No, nobody's ever gotten black long from Excel. <laughs> it's true. Check it. Look at it. You can go to <laughs> Google. Google OSHA. it. Yeah, OSHA. <laughs> can I ask you a question? <laughs> <clears throat> um, 
<laughs> you know what? I, I, I had that one coffee and that should have been fine, but then I had another. Um, I think this is true in problem solving in general. And um, I, I, uh, the, the stress and the pressure that we bring on ourselves to try and solve something, um, in my experience, very rarely help. You know, there's that sense of, uh, of quickening that you can have when you're trying to figure something out. And a little bit of pressure or a deadline can give you a lot of focus. But um, I, can, I can locate uh, a couple points on my body where if I pay attention, I will notice that I'm doing it wrong. And this is going to sound really weird, but like first place I notice is like my, where my neck connects to my shoulders. If I... <clears throat> Does that mean attention? like a feeling or something? Like you get a feeling there? Well, okay. Just try this one. Um, right, yeah. right now, mm-hmm. think about, mm-hmm. I, sound like a, I sound like a community college yoga teacher. <laughs> think about the, um, the very kind of ends of your shoulders where your arms are and imagine moving your shoulders closer to the ground as you move your head okay. up. So you're making your neck longer. And like, if you do that twice a day, it's going to blow your mind. If you're me, how often my shoulders are almost up above my ears. That's stress. That means I'm bracing for a blow. All right. And the thing is, if it, that, that I, I, again, I'm not, I'm not a yoga teacher, but like, I, I think when you're in a situation where your body is tensing up like that, it's a good indication that you're probably not working optimally. Uh, I get, I get, I get like tension headaches if I do that too much. Right. I think also I have headphones in too much during the day, but, um, how far in mm, as deep as they'll go all the way. <laughs> Cast, Castro deep. And, uh, and you, you, can't, you can't go in more than halfway. Hmm. Cause That's, once you go halfway, you're, you're actually coming out. But you can just put the tip of the earphone in? No, just the tip. Okay. And then you take it out before the song's over. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's called the rhythm method. Mm-hmm. That works, by the way. Hmm. <laughs> Everything works as long as you, you know, yep. don't ever have it not work. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, uh, you know, I shouldn't tell you the other one. But the other one I've noticed is, uh, this is creepy, but uh, like, and not quite a kegel, but like if you scrunch up, <clears throat> what? like like the kind of the point where your where your legs kind of connect up to your body, I'll notice sometimes that I'm really like tense, like I'm sitting in my seat right now, and I might go arr, 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 like that. Like if I notice I'm doing that, like that is a great sign that I am not working optimally. And and all it takes, this is how stupid this is. I learned this actually in in, in drama class in uh, in high school. Just you take a second, and if you're ever trying to do any relaxation exercise, just just realize. Focus on these muscles that, that you tend to get tensed up. And uh, I'm not sure where I'm going with this, except to say that if you do that periodically, first of all, it may blow your mind how often you are tensing up in a way that you don't realize. And if you realize that often enough, you may also tend to notice concomitantly that you're not doing optimal work when you're a little ball of tension. And, I, and then to go completely afield back to what we were saying, I, I think that when you're trying to remember something and you're stressed out that you can't remember it, you're, you know, you're rehearsing failure, right? You're telling yourself, oh, I can't remember this. I can't remember this. I can't remember this. If you just relax and say, I'll think about this. I think this is also true for just general stuff in life. If you're thinking about some giant thing in life, like a change that you're thinking about, we've kind of talked about this. If you just almost plant a seed and you just say, okay, there's this giant thing. I don't even know what the right question to ask is. Like if we knew what question to ask all the time, the answers would be easy. The real problem sometimes is we don't even know what question to ask. If your basic question is along the lines of yeah, the show where you're all mad, like all you know is like your work is not optimal right now. You're not crazy about your job. You, you're stressed out a lot. You might just kind of gently incline yourself toward this thought about what, 
what is it I'm trying to do here? What am I trying to do differently? And in, in all kinds of problem solving, I think adopting this lighter position um, can be a really good thing. This is so far from what we started talking about. I'm really sorry. I just think it's, I think it's, I think it's a, an important thing because, you know, the funny thing about exercise, the funny thing about rehearsal, the funny thing about repetition and habits, all of these things, anything that you do more often than something else is what will become the habit. You know, if Re- you, reinforcement of certain thoughts, reinforcement of certain patterns, reinforcement of certain behaviors leads to additional further reinforcement of the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you, that's the secret. Well, well no, I think the secret is the one where you, uh, you wish that you're rich and then the secret, you got to think rich, you got to think rich. Mm-hmm. You have to think and be Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. The Wu-Tang guys like that book. It's kind of weird. The Wu-Tang clan. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you look into the, it uh, now that I've heard that. I have to look into that. I'm very into the Wu Tang Clan, just conceptually. Really? Oh yeah. Why? Let's let's circle back to that. All right. Whoa, 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 whoa! First of all, back the f up. You saying you don't like Wu Tang Clan? Uh, what do they do? They say they did some kind of uh, everybody Wu Tang <sighs> tonight, or everybody. Oh, is that white? No, I'm thinking of Wang Chung. I'm writing this down here. That's um, different. No, I know the Wu Tang. Uh, well, I know them. They're the hip hop. Uh, I think I think uh, I think if we if we yield to to stress on a regular basis or, or even are unaware how often that stress is there, that that becomes the new normal, right? When when you well, let's think of some other examples. Okay. If you you know people are always thinking, especially this time of year with New Year's resolutions, they think about stuff like I want to drink more water, I want to walk more, like I want to stop cutting myself, like whatever it is. Like you're first, you're beginning with a baseline of what you've done repeatedly in the past. So coffee, if you want to drink less coffee, Why which, would I you? Know, which I don't, I oh, know it's lucky ball. Stupid. But if, for example, if you wake, if you've woken up every morning for the last 20 years and after uh, doing your business and walking the dog or changing the kid or whatever, you get up and you make and then drink two cups of coffee. It doesn't really matter how much coffee that is. It matters that you do it every day. Mm. You don't have to think about that. That's become a habit. It could be that that could be smoking, that could be drinking, it could be exercise. One reason exercise is easy for people who do it a lot is that they've done it a lot. It's become a habit. And uh, this is this is old ground, I guess, but I just think this is such an easy to overlook point. And it's one reason why things like the resolution stuff mitigates against us is because we're 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 sprinting straight into a wall. We're we're not we're not starting with this cognizance that. You know, we, we've gotten, however we got how we are, we are who we are. And we are a collection of, of habits and preferences and problems. That's like, that's who we are. And, um, and I think getting, getting in the habit of realizing when you're stressing about something is, is a great step zero for almost anything. Because I, I, don't, I don't feel like I do that much great stuff when I'm stressed out. Let, let's put it this way. I, I don't think there, I've ever done that many things I'm super proud of when I'm stressed out. Hmm. I mean, I don't think I've created many things of lasting value when I'm worried. Maybe it could be the impetus for writing something or it could be the impetus for walking away from a relationship. But, you know, you have to have a certain amount of metaf- metaphysical distance from those things. Yeah, uh, yeah. Boy, we're really deep in the stack, aren't we? I like this is what people want. This is what the, the listeners ask not, for. Not about loyalty. I'll, I'll find a way. Give, give me a second. I'll bring it back to loyalty. But um, You always do. Mm, um. I think part of what gets lost in the, in the habit stuff, and I don't, I don't know if I'm making a, a good case for this, but um, 
and, and you know, again, we're always talking about you know, the resolutions and the problems with resolutions and that kind of stuff, is that it, it, it pretends that building a good new habit or, you know, reinventing yourself uh, starts in a vacuum. Maybe, you know, maybe not, you know, uh, on purpose we think that, but I think for practical purposes, that's what most people think. They think that January 1 is a tabula rasa, and now it's up to them to scrawl whatever they want on it with the brand new chalk that they got. But that's not really the case. You've got a very, very complicated uh, board up there <laughs> with a lot of permanent marker on it that you're starting from. You're not really starting from zero. Um, you're, you're starting from where you are. And, uh, you know, being aware of how deeply ingrained some habits can be, uh, can be a great way to start. And I don't know, I just, I feel like, I feel like, um, I use that phrase rehearsal, you know, alongside habits, because yeah, a habit is something you do over and over to where you don't have to think about it, where you just, you just do it. You don't have to read a manual on how to brush your teeth mm. and stuff like that. That's just the thing that you do. But, you know, the whole point of a habit or the whole point of, you know, any, more, any kind of these repeating things is that it doesn't require any thought. And things that don't require thought are not going to be thought of. It's, it's you know, unless you see some Oral-B uh, ad for a new toothbrush, you're not going to think that much about, you know, needing to change your, your toothbrush regimen. And uh, so, I mean, like, then why would it be surprising to us that it's hard to make big changes in our life if we're not aware of those kinds of things? Right. So, you know, if you want to quit smoking, it helps to replace that smoking with a, a different new habit. You know what I mean? A hopefully more beneficial new habit. Well, yeah, exactly. Or, or whatever it is, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't even have to be one of those like, you know, famous things to stop. It, it could be that you want to get less coffee at Starbucks. Well, first you have to be aware that you are probably getting more, not Starbucks in particular, but you know what I mean? If, if there's something where you say like, I want to spend less money on eating out. Well, that sounds really easy. So you get to work and you think, okay, I'm going to spend, I'm not going to spend as much money on eating out, but you know what? You didn't pack a lunch. And you didn't pack a lunch this morning because you didn't think about packing a lunch last night. And you didn't think about packing a lunch last night because you didn't go shopping for a week's worth of lunch. And you didn't go shopping for a week's worth of lunch because your brain has these, forgive me, pathways that are very well established around going out and spending a lot on lunch. So, you know, these, the, the, the practical component of having a lunch in front of you at some point has to find its uh, roots in something much further back. Somewhere after the realization, there has to be the purchasing of groceries. So, you know, my, um, you know, quick cursing, right? Yeah, I mean, you said you were done. Yeah. Is that a what's New a, Year's resolution? What's a, what's a synonym for the verb, uh, B-I-T-C-H? My complaint, <clears throat> my complaint, uh, I guess, is that um, a lot of times, even the best intentions that we have for things will be for naught unless we focus 10 times that amount of effort on the infrastructure to keep something together, right? So if you say you want to run more, but you haven't figured out what times you can do that, or you haven't figured out what you have to cancel, or, you know, in our case, if we want to go out and do stuff, we have to schedule a babysitter and pay for it. That's, it's got a certain amount of, you know, drag mm -hmm. if we want to go do something. So we got to plan ahead. And if we don't plan ahead, then it doesn't happen. And then it isn't a matter of sitting there on Friday night at seven and going, we should do something because it's too late to do anything at that point. Anyway, that's really far from loyalty. I, I like where you're going with this. So this is a good one. Well, you know, the last thing in the world I would want to do is, is have a, a New Year's resolution episode. But it is, it is something that um, I, 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 <clears throat> I think the New Year's resolution um, 
thing is, is, is interesting because like, like, like Mother's Day and Halloween, uh, it's become largely a commercial effort, I think, in a lot of ways. It's something that you can write stories about. It's something you could have a thing on Good Morning America about. Um, it's certainly a way to sell books and hand weights and things like that, electronic cigarettes or whatever. Um, Does this work? Yeah, Simpson's smoking those now. Really? They're super creepy. It makes you look like a wizard. Not in a good way. <laughs> Do they work? Are they working for them? Yeah, I guess. I mean, they, they, they make a kind of smoke. Huh. But you can do it inside. You can be like in a plane doing it. Yeah, so he says. Yeah. Um, hmm. This show's kind of about, you know, improvement and help and stuff, right? This show? No, nominally, right? Or did you mean the other one with him in it? The, um, the, I, was thinking, I was thinking of this one. This is nice day or this is a nice day or whatever. The one this is. is the nice day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to talk more about this. You want to talk about something else? I want you I to I don't want to be a drag. Something. I don't want to be a drag. Okay. Here's the thing. Everybody's got a good intention about this stuff. We all know we're mad or bummed about something. We all know that there are things that make us feel really bad about ourselves. And it the, the habit negative one <laughs> is that we think about that constantly. I think most people do. If there's something that you really don't like about yourself and you've not liked that about yourself for a long time, that is, that is probably a pretty popular tune on your personal jukebox. I'm, gu- I'm guessing that that gets played a lot in your head. Annie Lamott talks about this in Bird by Bird. You know, she, she, when she sits down to write and she says she feels like there's this, paraphrasing here, but something like the jukebox of the, her greatest hits of failure are always playing. All the things you couldn't do right. You know what I mean? And uh, I notice this sometimes. I think I'm better about it than I used to be. But there are some times where I just keep going, ugh, ugh. like, yeah, you're so stupid. Like, why do you why do you do it that way? I I think a lot of people do that, don't you? I mean, I this is one of those situations where it. All right, before I answer that, can please continue with you, with your point because I I'm I'm think I may be able to make a bigger point to this. So continue for a moment. Well, when, when we feel sad, anxious, desperate, yeah. scared, yes. um, the, the really um, granular and well-thought-out process of getting from where you are now mm-hmm. to anywhere different, let alone where you want to be, I think that a process tends to be somewhere between mangled and non-existent. Because mm-hmm. what we're really looking for is somebody to, to throw us a life preserver. Yeah. What we want is this some kind of deus ex machina that's going to fix this story oh, for no, us. no, totally, totally. And I, I think I'm not... And how often in real life does that happen, though? Often enough that that we can make up a story that that'll work out okay. Mm. Right? You know, uh, like like I say, you know, even a stop clock is, is right twice a day. If if we wait around long enough, some um, some days will come out of a machina that, that might be able to save us enough that we don't die. But it's not the same thing, thing as a solution. Some people, I think, uh, I think in, um, um, in his procrastination book, what's that book I like a lot, The Now Habit, um, one, one reason, I, I'd never heard somebody phrase this this way before, and it really stuck with me, uh, that one reason, uh, there's a lot of reasons we procrastinate. Obviously, we do because of fear, anxiety, guilt. There's all these things that compound as we uh, don't do the thing we feel like we should be doing. But another thing is that procrastination has its own built-in rewards. Like if you procrastinate about something and you're not dead yet, like you 
you continue to suffer and you continue to feel bad about it, mm-hmm. but nothing's happened that killed you yet. And so in a, in a weird, like totally guilty, gleeful way, you go, oh, like it's almost like I got away with it a little longer. Like this thing that I was supposed to turn into my boss four days ago, mm-hmm. like nobody has said anything. So like maybe, you know, maybe there's a wizard out there that took care of this. Oh, right. I, boy, that's the story of my life. But anyway, all I'm trying to say is that like if we're in a bad place and, and you know, why do we get into this thing with New Year's resolutions? Because we want a fresh start. Do you, do you, we, seriously, do, do you do a New Year's resolution? Like, is that something that you do? Well, no, this is the funny part is that I, I um, for the last couple of years now, I've reposted that link to that 43 folders thing about how I think New Year's resolutions are kind of a terrible idea. Yeah. And uh, that started its life as a podcast I did as part of a series called Fresh Starts and Modest Changes on 43 Floors, which is just all about like, hey, you guys. Didn't you used you to know, do that site? Was that your site? I think I used to do that site. I'll have to check. And, uh, but the whole idea was like, look, instead of trying to just, you know, hit that, hit that reboot button and start up and think you're going to be a whole different person, why don't you find ways to do two kinds of things? Fresh Starts. Is there something that you could do here that would give you give you a chance to start over with something. Um, like how, what are, where are the things that, where are the things that you can find an opportunity for like an easy win with a, with a, with a fresh start? Mm. And that could be something as simple as um, archiving all of the email in your inbox that's older than a month old. Because really, honestly, are you ever really going to do anything with that? That could be a pretty fresh start. Um, and a modest change is, you know, gosh, that's the heart of life hacks. Something where a surprisingly small change in what you do could have a really outsized effect. Anyway, I, I just mentioned this because on that podcast, you know, 35 years ago, the joke that I made was like all these resolutions I'd failed at. And one of the ones that I've failed at numerous times was to quit cursing. <laughs> I'm really, really good at it. But, uh, no, I don't do resolutions, except that uh, I unintentionally discovered a few days ago that that actually is kind of like a resolution. So making you know, a resolution to not make resolutions is in and of itself a resolution. I just realized I was saying the F word too much. Well, For myself, is, I, 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 could, I, could, I could give a fig what other people think. I just, I didn't want my vocabulary to become um, too, too narrow. Hmm. I don't think I don't think it I don't think it it really hurts people. If it hurts people, then they need to find better things to be hurt by. Yeah. But no, it's just it was purely for myself. It wasn't even for my kid. It wasn't for anybody. It was just that I didn't want to be I didn't want to unintentionally become far less interesting, and having to search around for these awful uh, things in their place. Consarnet, Dagnabbit, Jiminy Christmas, <laughs> Criminy Pete. None uh, of those have the same effect. Governor Plucker. But you don't, you know, when we first started, if we, we were to roll back the tape. Yeah. You would, there was a lot, you did cursed a lot on this show. Okay. And then well, there, are, some, there then, are classes of curse words. There's the SHIT word that yeah. we should all just allow to be a word that we can use now because okay. it's so good for so many things. Really? Yeah. Um, but um, I have this, what's funny about that one for me is I, I don't, I can't, I don't have a place. I don't have, I don't have anywhere I can place that. Where I went, oh, I suddenly realized I made my daughter cry. You know, uh, no, it's nothing like that. There's not any like, it wasn't one of the people constantly whining about it uh, to me publicly that I shouldn't do that. No, it was, it was located somewhere just inside. Around, you know, there's a thing I don't want to do anymore. And now I've become more aware of it. It's, it's, it's difficult to do, not because it slips out so much as I don't have good words in their place, which just tells me that I'm doing the right thing. Right. I mean, 
I think the cursing thing is kind of interesting because I went through something similar to that myself. You're better at it than you admit. At not cursing? No, no, no. You oh, at cursing. Yeah, you're pretty good at it. Oh, no, I'm real good. Mm-hmm. But for several years, I did not curse at all. Probably three to five years. Completely stopped. This is when I was doing that heavy meditation practice. And we're, and, and talking that way really... Oh, so right, right speaking, right speech. Right speech. Is that, no, I'm sorry, I cut you off, but is that, is that kind of what you're thinking? No, that's exactly it. And I had completely stopped pretty much. And, I, and it wasn't, it was not an effort to not do it. It would have been an incredible effort to do it. Hmm. And as my meditation practice began to suffer with uh, all these kids, uh, then I noticed that that started to, I guess the word, your favorite, your favorite word to use on the show ever, backslide, started to backslide hmm. and uh, didn't, didn't seem to bother me as much. But I'm a pro at it. I just never do it on the air. Because I'd well, like to be able to have my kids or any kid. I have been on board. Since, and you, yeah, since you stopped at one beginning. point. You stopped well, at one no, point. No, I did because you, you said something a long time ago. Uh, you know, I think someone's car alarm is having a baby outside. Really? Uh, car alarms, really? Um, you said something. And here, here's, another, here's another great example of this kind of thing high concept stuff. Everybody loves these high concept things, but high concept things become much more meaningful when you can make them very specific, right? Like uh, I made that crack about Saga on the, on the Saga, on the uh, Comic Shack right. show, about how I love that it's got these really, really big ideas that are expressed in extremely specific actions. Um, and when you say, well, uh, this, this is not you, this is like a, a totally notional uh, uh, 615.9, Dan. Uh, hey, well, you know, I don't want cursing on the shows. But no, what you say is no. I, if we, I want somebody. The if I remember correctly, your anecdote for this, your your user case for this, yes, business case was that if some angry dad walked by his fifteen right. year old kid's room, yeah. and heard the audio that was playing, you would never want to have anything come over that that would make that guy run in and say you're not listening to podcasts anymore. Exactly. What a completely different way to look at that problem than like. You know, oh, oh, you're just, you don't like, you don't like cursing because you're a prude. Like, you don't like cursing because you're a, a chicken scratch or mm-hmm. what? Yeah, and the people in the UK uh, and uh, and over there in Europe, those people, I mean, as, as if you were to walk out onto the street, you'd hear cursing all the time here. But yeah. there's, it's something about the, the listeners that we had and especially like UK and the, the folks in Belgium. We got more emails from them about why cursing should be allowed and why we should, you know, as you say, grow a pair and it's not a big deal. And all they were, they're outraged that on many of the shows, the talk show in particular, yeah, that there would be, you know, that we would, we would never beep, but we would sort of dub the, you know, censor the sound, dub the sound, whatever you call it, d- right. dip the sound. Dip it. That used to really, really, really bother people. That bugged me too. And I didn't like it. I didn't like the way it sounded. I thought it was jarring. And it's, you know, it's not like I no, was that offended show, that show by in particular, it. particular, it was, it was, uh, you could tell that there was, there was a little bit of fabric in the show that we were, you know, that you kind of miss. But I, I understand why you do it. I, mean, I don't like it. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's a really trivial example, probably. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like my life has been diminished. I don't feel it's harder. I don't feel stressed out about it. It's something, you know, I will still quote people and things like that. This is not, this is not a religion. Um, it's just the thing that I wanted to do. Uh, but here's, here's another thing. Uh, when, when, 
there's this one of the, one of my objections to New Year's resolutions. Um, I should probably think this out more carefully, but my my sense is that people who are New Year's resolution people frequently have the same resolutions more than once. And what is a resolution? Resolution is I resolve to do this. It's basically like you're taking that that you know you're putting a big red wax seal on this little pledge to yourself. You're resolving to do this, you know. Uh, but isn't it funny that you could have this, I want to lose 20 pounds resolution more than once. Well, something about that isn't working. Like, you know, either you're not sticking, you're not actually resolved. You're more like just kind of thinking about it. You didn't put stuff in place to keep it that way. Maybe, maybe you're okay with that. Maybe you just, you're ready to, to just balloon up like an animal for the last quarter of every year mm-hmm. and then flick your resolution switch. And, and then I don't know, bulimia your way into health. But but is that, is that really, is that useful? Do resolutions work? And my contention is that they probably don't work no, for don't a lot work. of the reasons we've stated, uh, especially stuff like not really understanding the actual problem, not putting, um, not putting the infrastructure in place to make it happen. Um, but but, but here's, here's another one, is that it's the foreverness of it. So, I mean, you know in your heart, if, if you've tried for five of the last 20 years to like quit smoking, lose weight, whatever, you know, J random bad habit <laughs> title. Um, and that keeps coming up over again and again. Well, there never really was a resolution. You, you knew you weren't going to do it. Just like you're that same person who goes and puts stuff on the calendar that you have no intention of actually doing. You know, if you didn't, if you don't have a specific amount of time and the name of a person and a phone number. I mean, there's a lot of specificity and stuff I put on the calendar because I take it seriously and I know that's a thing I'm going to do. I never put in a three-hour block called brainstorm because that's, that, that would just, that would, that, would, that would kill my entire system to have stuff like that in there. Um, but here's a funny thing. Uh, and I, 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 I've never been to AA. I don't know tons about AA, but you know, it seems to me that one really guiding principle of AA is one day at a time. So really, you know, I need to drink for not today. And, uh, and so, I mean, technically, my, this isn't a, I don't consider this a resolution, but my I'm going to quit cursing for a while thing. Really, I've said to myself, I'm going to do that for, for 30 days. See how it goes. Mm-hmm. Well, which certainly doesn't sound very noble. But think about this. Um, maybe if you're, if you're eating a bag of cookies every night, let's make it specific. It's really easy to be- eat a bag of cookies. It's surprisingly easy. <laughs> I had to explain this to my daughter in line. I, uh, I, I, uh, I, I got this little box of cookies and I said, now here's the thing. I'm going to hand you this cookie and I'm going to explain how sugar works. All right. When I give this to you, I said, you get this one cookie and then you're going to get half a cookie when we get home. She's like, ah, ah. I said, here's the thing. Sugar makes you want more sugar. High fructose corn syrup makes you really, really, really want more high fructose corn syrup. That's the problem. It's like, it's never one cookie. You're going to eat a whole bunch of cookies. And maybe not every day, but like more often than you like, let's say you gorge on something. Um, and that, you feel so bad about that. So deep in your body that even while you're sitting there and sobbing and pushing little biscuits in your mouth, you're like you, you, you've got all this sugar and tears, and, but you still keep doing it. You're sad but you keep doing it in the same way that you feel bad about procrastinating, but keep procrastinating. Well, what if I said to you, well, how about this? How about you don't eat a box of cookies tonight? Mm -hmm. Well, that doesn't seem very ambitious, but if you didn't eat a box of cookies tonight, and that was the first time in six months that you hadn't eaten a box of cookies, 
Think about that for a second. Think about how much further ahead you are than if you hadn't done that. And if you make it that one day, you know what? Now, maybe tomorrow, uh, you know what? I'm not going to eat a box of cookies. And then you say, uh, oh, you know, heck, why not? It's Thursday. I'll eat a box of cookies. I'll give myself that one and then go right back to it. But we can't do that because that's not how we think. We can't, we, you know, it's, it's the, again, the black and white thinking stuff. So not only am I not going to do this full stop, yeah. but I'm not going to do this ever again, never, forever, ever, never. And boy, is that ever daunting because you are, you are basically, you're pulling back this giant wrist rocket and pointing it right at your face because you're saying, if I ever fall off this once I have failed and I guess I don't get another chance until right. next year. So just throw the whole thing away then. Right. And it's, this, this goes back to like a, like a dozen things that, that I'm always examples I'm beating to death on here. Like, again, if you, if you, if you ran yesterday, it's easier to run today. Like if you just, if you, and again, this is a part of this is the way that we end up phrasing these kinds of things where you say, okay, my new year's resolution, clink, clink, pointy hat, great time to make decisions about my life. My resolution, here's the thing about me. I'm going to start running five miles every day. <laughs> and so you're going to run five miles every day. Okay. Well, first of all, you've never run more than half a mile. So mm -hmm. that's going to be tricky. Uh, but let's say, let's say uh, you somehow manage to do that and you get out there and uh, you even make it as far as a mile before you, before you uh, vomit your cookies. Well, you failed. You've already failed. Okay. Well, let's say now you've got, you've got this protean uh, spirit where you're going to come back and do it again tomorrow, even though you're already a loser. And, uh, and let's say this time you do it, and maybe, maybe you make it a little over a mile before you throw up your cookies. Well, I can't believe you stuck with it because you've already you're already a loser because you set mm -hmm. you 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 basically posed a trick question. You may be asking yourself to do something you've never done before, B every day, C forever. Right. I and mean that's, that's impossible. It's impossible. It is virtually impossible. Well, it's like there we've talked about it where where you have not to interrupt you, but it, it, oh, you no, know no. When, when we've talked about things and and I'm again I'm thinking about my my mom's move. She's talking about all these things she has to schedule. She's like, well, what time would the movers get here? What time would I think? What if they take the car? I'm not going to be driving the car. How would I get a rental car? How would I get to the airport? All of these little tiny details. But like, if if I were to ask her, and this, you know, how would you? Because she was an English professor. How would you put together a, a syllabus for an entire semester? Oh, well, that's easy. Right. Well, why is that easy? Oh, because I know exactly what to do. Well, the only reason that this seems like a challenge to you or that this is confusing to you is because you don't know exactly the things that you're going to do because you haven't sat down and thought it through yet. And if you try to imagine all of these things as one giant chunk, you'll never figure it out and it'll seem daunting. It'll create stress. It'll create anxiety. But it, and this goes back kind of to what you're saying, which is to say that, you know, having a, a resolution uh, to do something where all you're doing is setting up a, a, a series of impossible uh, Im impossible things to do when you haven't even done one of those things yet. So what do, what do you do in the meantime? Do you say, well, I'm going to run once a week? Right. I mean, what do you do? Well, yeah, an impossible, you're setting, I mean, impossible is a, a big word, but um, very, very, I'll say at least very, you might be right, impossible, but at least extremely unlikely, especially given that you've never done it before. So that's one part of it, right? You're, you're setting yourself up for something you've never successfully done before. Right, ever. And now you're going to do that every day. Forever. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and if you look at anybody else in the world trying to do something like that, you would just go, you know, what are you thinking? You know, you don't just decide by fiat that you're the head of the Federal Reserve. Like, what makes you think that you're a runner? <laughs> All right. You know, you don't, <laughs> you're going to need some serious, like, Scarlet Witch action to make that happen. 
but 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 that's that gets to the to the maybe the problem behind the problem, which is that what we're what we're really trying to resolve to do is to be somebody that we're not, or to be somebody who we're not yet, or to be somebody that we never have been, you know. And uh, and I guess I guess all I'm saying is that like if you take a couple steps back and understand what it is you're really trying to address, there may be some deeper stuff to look at before you worry about all these uh, deck chairs. Yeah, you know up on the Titanic. And one of them is whether you're really being honest with yourself about, about you're looking. So basically you're, you're, you're trying to have these two roles. On the one hand, you are this person who's drowning in the, in the 40 degree water. And then on the other hand, you're trying to be this noble person who throws them a life preserver. You have no business throwing that life preserver though. If you're, if that life preserver is, ah, as of this time, Mm -hmm. you will be absolved and become perfect and Christ-like. That's, that's a really, that's a tall order for most people. So I'm not saying, I'm not saying, you know, don't do cold turkey. I'm not saying you have to taper. I'm not saying you have to even give yourself outs, but like, you know, why don't you see how it goes? Um, you know, like maybe not for a day, but like, if there's something that you're really trying to change and you've already walked through all these steps and I think you should still walk through all these steps, but if you're at the point where you're going, well, yes, what I absolutely need to do, I think that, I think that, um, eating out less is a actually a pretty great example because it's not as emotional as how much you weigh or whether you're an alcoholic. It's not as emotional. So if you said, for example, okay, here's one way. Um, and you should probably tell me about something you like in a minute, but, but let's, let's, let's do this. I had a friend, um, um, my friend Tim in college, who did this thing. Tim was a, a very, very unusual, uh, awesome, wacky, weird guy. And at one point he started doing this thing that at the time I thought seemed so bizarre, which was that he, he started carrying a notebook and, and every single thing that he spent any money on, regardless. And you know, when you're in college, you do a lot of spending of small amounts of money. You get spend uh, back then 35 cents for a Coca-Cola. <laughs> you spend, you know, you spend 50 cents on a Coke. Maybe you buy a pack of cigarettes maybe you, you know what I mean? But there's lots of like min- miniature purchases. You know what I mean? Maybe you get a magazine. I don't know. You buy some, uh, some pens, but, but he would religiously write down every, every single thing that he bought. And he said it was, it was really surprising when he looked at how much he had been spending on stuff that he hadn't been thinking about. Um, and, and I mean, I think the, the, a fairly classic example here is, you know, fancy coffee. Um, I, 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 I hate to say this because this will ruin your day, mm-hmm. but if anybody of you out there are mint users, or I suppose you could be a, a quicken user, I don't mm-hmm. know, but go to somewhere, your bank site might do this. Most, most places you buy stuff now will automatically pretty successfully associate a type of business with what you do, uh, what you buy. And so just for fun, we'll go to some of my pain points. Um, go look at what you spent on delivery food, what you spent on iTunes, what you spent on, oh, I don't know, comiXology. Um, but it would not be that hard to go in and, and see what you spent on eating out in the last month. You could even just go and say, if you know it's Starbucks, for example, and you've got a card or whatever, like go and see what you spent on Starbucks. And the math is not, the arithmetic is not particularly hard to do. If you spend $4 a day on coffee, that's over $100 a month, which, you know, is not a ton of money, but... If you start by feeling that pain going, oh, I, it's not that I was spending $100 a month on coffee. It's that I had no idea I was spending $100 a month on coffee. And that's for some people, let's be honest. I mean, I've had not a, lot a little of, bit of money. Well, I've had, a, the thing is, I, uh, I can go here in my office and like not eat till four o'clock. 
and just not think about it. But if right. I'm in an office, if I'm anywhere around other people, I find myself needing to leave the office more. I, I need to go like, I'll get a coffee, right? Or I'll go get a snack. I'll go get a shawarma or whatever, just to get out of the office. Not because, you know, not because I'm that angry, but I don't know if you're that way, but like I could be fine sitting here on my own all day, you know, have some coffee and a galette or whatever. But like, I realize when I go places, when I'm out of town, when I'm in a hotel, like what I spend on food in a hotel is really weird. You know what I mean? Not just because of room service or whatever, but so if you start off in that point of going like, okay, well, I, I didn't even realize how much I was spending on this. The other example that is a little more emotional might be, whoa, I hadn't gotten on the scale for a while. That's why I need a new belt. <laughs> and I'm bummed that I got the size wrong. Sometimes it could be a real slap like that. Mm -hmm. um, but, but that could be one. So now you've got this, but, but again, now that fact and evidence in the world may not be enough to, to change the, what you want to do. It could also be that you realize that every time you take a coffee break, that isn't five minutes. If you really take it all into account, that might end up being 20 minutes. There, there aren't that many things in the world that take less than 20 minutes. There aren't actually that many things in the world that take less than an hour. If you really, if you really want to try to figure out how to manage your time better, you need to get a more realistic idea of how long things take. Well, if you, get, if you go out and get coffee twice a day and you're okay with that being $120 a month and you're okay with that being 40 minutes out of the day, then you're good to go. But if you were to look at that and say, wow, I feel like I don't manage my time well and I'm spending more money than I'd like, that's two real existential Slap, slaps. Do you know what I mean? Um, but then, but then if you're going to do that, you, so you started off from a standpoint of having this, this intellectual component to that and maybe an emotional component. Like you're going, like, I'm mad that I spend all that. But then now what do you do? Where, where, where do you find the infrastructure to make that something you can really deal with? Maybe you do need to buy a new thermos. Maybe you need to get a fancy coffee maker. I would say buy an AeroPress because they're very easy to use almost anywhere. But anyway, this is a, a long, long way to go. But the infrastructure part to me cannot be lost. Like, you know, you can be a pretty mindless dope and still pull stuff off if you've put the infrastructure in place. But I, I think, back to your mom, yeah. in her case, she knows the infrastructure behind putting a syllabus together. Right. Like, she knows that when I reach this kind of problem, I deal with it in this way. She's got the, you know, the experience to know how to deal with that. So anyway, I want to hear about something you like. But I, I guess I feel like if you're going to try and resolve to change things, like, it really helps to understand where that's coming from and what you are really trying to get out of it and then put the infrastructure in place. And, and, and one of the biggest problems, yes, infrastructure, but also that like it may, in a way you're not happy admitting, what you may really be trying to change um, is something more fundamental about yourself that is extremely hard to change, which is the level of self-awareness and commitment that you put into things. That, that, that's a tough thing to resolve to do. You know, it's easy enough to make deals with yourself and break it over and over if you're okay with that. But, you know, just, just buying, um, buying a new book or buying a new food log or whatever is not going to change the fact that you're not changing this essential nature of yourself as somebody who doesn't take that kind of stuff seriously and then invest in making sure that it sticks or not realizing it was never that important to begin with, you know, but that step back is uh, really what back to work is all about. It's amazing. You summed it all up. You brought it all back. Loyalty, like I said. Hmm? Which one am I? The first one and the new one. I run into a lot of people, as you know, Dan, being here in my office for 16 hours a day. Yeah. I, I run into a lot of people who would like to have a presence on the web. They would like to have a place to have a blog, a site, a portfolio. They want a way to get things out there 
and they, they don't know how to do it. Right. And, and frankly, I don't even know what to tell them. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll explain it if you'd like. Line? Squarespace.com. Everything you need to make an amazing website. Fully hosted. Completely managed environment. You can create. And the key here, Merlin, it's maintain. You want to maintain, you know what I'm saying? A beautiful website, blog, portfolio. No matter how experienced you are, you could be someone like Merlin Mann who could go and build 43 folders while he's, you know, in his sleep. He goes to bed at night. He says, I would like to build 43 folders. He wakes up the next morning, it's built. But not everyone can do that. I can't do that. So I use Squarespace. We use it for the 5x5 blog. I use it for Big Week. There's some other things I'm working on for it. They have this thing called Layout Engine. It's Squarespace's page builder. Allows you to create custom layouts for each of your pages in like a second. You take a little block of content. You build building blocks, Merlin. Take a little block of content for your photos, your video, your text, your social media content, and, and tons more. I, I call it stuff. Stuff. Your stuff. You, take, you could take a block of stuff. There's all different kinds of stuff. That stuff, stuff could be a map. That stuff could be your Twitter toots. Stuff. That stuff could be one or more images. Things. But it's, it's and amazing. you can build it. This is the thing. A lot of people think of it as like a single purpose. Like, oh, I'm going to build a, a photo gallery for my images. Well, yeah, you can do that. But you can have another page in the site also be just uh, some static pages. You can have another one, uh, you know, be a blog. You can have another one that's uh, a portfolio of, of uh, completely different work, illustrations, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. You can build it. You can combine all of this stuff. But this is not free. I mean, can we be honest about it? It's not free. Do we have to be honest? Well. Let's be honest. If we want to be honest about it, it's not free. It's 10 bucks a month for the standard plan, $20 a month for the unlimited plan. But there are some discounts here. So for example, if you sign up for one or two years, first of all, you get a free uh, domain name, whatever one you, you can get, you get that. Four mm-hmm. minutes. It takes you four minutes from nothing to site. That's including right. Including your domain name, which we, we clocked it. We did clock 20% off if you sign up for a year, 25% off if you sign up for two years. And regardless of how much you sign up for, there is a coupon code, or as you say, a proffer code, a promo code. A proffer code. Do you know what it is? Do you know what it, this month's is? <laughs> I do. <laughs> say it. You want, me, you want to do it? You want me to? You do it. You ready? Yeah. Nice! <laughs> now, please note, there, there's no trademark or exclamation point. All right. Just the offer word nice. 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 That gets you 10% off whatever you do. And here's a, this is a little thing. I don't know if they want me saying this, yeah. but here's what I would do. A lot of people are saying, well, should I switch, switch to Squarespace because I'm happy with uh, this other system that I'm using, whatever it is. And they say, well, I don't, I don't know if I want to commit to this. Well, there is a trial period. You can go there, you can try it out. And what I recommend people do is when they go to sign up and try it out, they can import their content from as long as you're using one of the relatively mainstream solutions out there, you can have Squarespace import your content into the new Squarespace site. You don't even have to make the thing public. So you don't have to worry about like Google searching it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you can import all your content and see how it looks and try it out and try posting to it for a little while and see if you like it. I think you'll like it. So you can go to squarespace.com slash back to work. That supports the show. It supports Merlin Mann. It'll help him get Mm. some new jeans. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, then when you're when you're ready to sign up, squarespace.com slash back to work, ready to sign up, code nice, and you get 10% off whatever you do there. Thanks very much. Nice. To Squarespace for supporting 5 by 5 and back to work. You know, can I tell you one thing? Go ahead. Um, this is not, I don't know if they want to say in this. 
Um, if I were doing it all over right now, if I were starting from scratch, yeah. knowing what I know now, if God, I, I wish I could have, uh, start all over again. You know what? I'm going to resolve. If I if I had a um, eh, could be could be a puppy, could be a bike. But if I were having a kid, like right now, you know what I would do, knowing what I know now, is I would go and create a Squarespace, a private Squarespace site, mm-hmm. and I would make that my repository. I could probably do this. You know what? A repo. I should do this. I should. Uh, I should. Uh, Get source daughter hub, but but what I would do is I would go start one of these beautiful sites, um, and and you know not not to make the ad go on long here, but you know you, you don't really have to do anything with it. Like pretty much everything is optional; it just works. You can change the the look of it, the layout, whatever. But if I if I had it over to do right now, I think I would. You can do stuff like have your have your photos come in from Flickr and things like that. Your you know you can aggregate content from different places, but it would be kind of fun. Um, and if you've got a, a, somebody in your family that's going to have a kid or a puppy, this would um, be kind of cool. It'd be kind of neat to have a private site that from the beginning of the process all the way through was this little private bat cave of stuff about the kid. You know what I mean? Where you take a photo, boom, you post it through their iOS app, you know, or yeah. um, you follow me though. Like it would be kind of cool if you had this, you know there aren't that many, there are services out there. There's things you can buy. There's all these, you know, when you're a parent, you buy lots of dopey stuff at first, but it's kind of neat because it would not be that difficult to have a private family only thing where you could put photos and first words and basically have this living scrapbook, uh, that would be there in perpetuity. And, uh, it's funny. I don't know. That's something I, I kind of wish I'd done. Cause I've got stuff scattered all over the place in a million places. I've got terabytes of stuff at the, the end in dot M O V. But, uh, that's, yeah. that's, that's another neat thing. A blog does not have to be public. A site does not have to be public. You, you could have an existential, uh, internet. Just something to think about. Uh, I am thinking about it. What you call way Homer. It's got the sandwich in one hand. Yeah. Hmm. That's a whole show. M. Emmett Walsh. He's the old Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching Blade Runner the other night. We're going to talk about movies sometime. Anyway, gosh, I'm sorry, Dan. That was was all over the map. No, it's a good uh, one. It's a good one. Eh, eh, not really. But, uh... (sighs) No No pleasing you. Can I tell you, there is no pleasing me. Uh, And, but, but here's why... You can tell I get, like, weird and emotional about things sometimes. I, I, I get weird and emotional... so angry right now. I think that the whole New Year's resolution thing starts in such a good place, mm-hmm. which is that like we feel bad about ourselves. There's something yeah. we feel really crummy about. And, you know, we, we make, we tend to make this leap to like, I see myself here in this incredibly chaotic situation that I don't understand, let alone like, and I can envision myself in this other place, which is like, you know, I don't know, Paris, uh, like fashion week. Like I, I, I see myself in this perfect situation where everything is great. And like, there's, uh, there's thousands of different ways that I might get from here to there. N- almost none of them are clear. Almost none of them are easy. And, and almost none of them are ways I've ever tried to walk before. I, I don't know how to get from here to there. All I know is I really don't love being here. And I'm pretty sure I'd really like to be there. And so insert any of your J random resolutions for that. But I think that's where this stuff starts is like, I'm sad or depressed or anxious or just basically unhappy with some aspect of myself. And I know there's got to be a better way. And so you do the best you can, you know, you, you, you come up with this, you steal yourself, 
you stand erect and you say, I'm going to become this other person. And I think that starts in such a good place. But once you grow up, not grow up in that mean way, I mean it, but once you get older and you start to become more okay with the fact that you're a really flawed chunk of carbon, I think (laughs) you have to become a little more okay with how screwed up you are and how imperfect your path to anywhere will be. And if you don't, you're going to go bananas. And so, you know, it's, it's why I, I t- tend to get emotional and sometimes even a little bit mean about all this New Year's resolution stuff. Like any self-help stuff, like almost all self-help stuff, the, the people who are selling you that don't actually care if you get any better. Right. All they really care is that you adopt it yeah. or in parlance, buy it. Right. Right. You know, they're, but, but I don't know. I guess if there's anything I wish you would resolve to do. It's to like be more okay with the fact that you're going to have to walk down a whole bunch of those paths and you might end up somewhere very different from where you're expected. But if your actual resolution, if you resolve to improve your actual self, then you're going to treat yourself better. You're going to be less hard on yourself. You're going to be less uh, conclusive in saying that if you don't 100% succeed at this forever, you know, you're not, you're going to give yourself a break sometimes. And so, you know, if, you know, you can't just, like I say, you can't just wave a magic wand and become an MD and you, you can't just, you know, go buy some, uh, buy some book and, and become, you know, 40 pounds lighter. That's your life. Like you, you can't throw a book at your life and expect it to change. So the reason I get sort of squirrely about this stuff is I think it actually does have a really big impact on people. Right. Oh, it does. Because the, the more times that you fail at something you think you're never allowed to fail at, the more often you are likely to consider yourself a complete failure. And the thing is, you, you can succeed at stuff, but it has to be something that you really want to succeed at. That sure helps a lot. And then you have to take it so seriously that you, back to this loyalty idea, that, you know, what is loyalty really? Loyalty is sticking with stuff through bad times. It's about staying true to something based on knowing that, it's been a good thing for you in the past, but it also just takes a certain amount of uh, what in pro wrestling we used to call intestinal fortitude, you know? So yes, you in have pro, to, you were in I, pro wrestling. I was, I was very into pro wrestling. I could do a figure four leg lock. I'll put a hurting on those knees. <laughs> anyway, all I'm saying is that <laughs> if you, um, we, I think we sometimes take the wrong thing too seriously. We take our seriousness too seriously and we end up becoming farcical. We end up becoming like clowns because we try to take our own personality so seriously, but we don't take seriously the idea that like we're going to have to learn to laugh at ourselves and fall down a little bit before we get closer to this thing that we want. And then the real guts is being able to stick with that even when you are kind of feeling like a clown. And if you eat those cookies tonight, well, let's try again tomorrow. But, you know, it's more important, it should be more important to you to figure out which path gets you to being that person you want to be rather than necessarily hewing to this poster that you put up on the wall because that it doesn't mean anything. That's the past. It's dead. It's paper. So I'm not going to talk about comics. I'm just saying. Anyway, if you have a resolution, I hope it's going okay for you. But, you know, if it's not going perfectly, well, don't give up. Like if it really matters to you, then find a way to make it something that you can stick with or to make it okay that you're not sticking with it. Otherwise, why are you bothering? You're worrying about nothing. Just enjoy your coffee or like eat your cookies. But like it, it doesn't, it's not sensible to tear yourself apart and then end up with your shoulders around your ears because y- you, you hate who you are. Like that's not a great way to begin the year. What a good advice. Helping people. It's about helping people. Helping people. <laughs> 
Have you ever done any throat singing? I, no. Me neither. Is this the after dark or are we still? You want to button this up? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man. Mm-hmm.